Captain's Finest with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man like Mo, out here, obviously. Finest back, another week, another Corona. <laughs> oh, same Corona, really, but... I'm ready to, to finish this life. I'm ready to, to go back to normal. <laughs> some of it's suicidal there, right? Bro, bro, <laughs> for some, this is this is normal. For them YouTubers and the gamers and the, and the streamers. And oh, I was going to say, for you guys, for you gamers that literally can sit in one place for extensive amounts of hours for no reason, this shouldn't be... Bro, you're talking like you're not a programmer sitting in the exact same space for hours just banging through code. That is very true. <laughs> That is very true, and my my chair at home is not conducive for um for working, man. My hip, my hip started hurting. I was like, I'm not that old. This is not my. No, nah, you're old. You're old. Yeah, man. You said that real quick, but no, yo, yo, you, it might be worth. Have you got like a footrest or something? I have not. No, I have not got a footrest. It might got... be worth looking into it. Mm. Maybe it might... even like a shoebox, just to elevate your feet. Yeah, yeah. Or just buying a gaming chair. No, no, no. Hey, in this right. Corona season, yeah. My, my, my chair, my chair is all right. I, I think, well, evidently not. But evidently not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not spending too much money on the chair, man. It's all right. I don't need a hip to get to hip. It's only three hundred pounds. Yeah, you're boiling like that, yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sure. Well, let's get into it. Um, who's in- Who's, who's in the hot seat today? I think it's me, you know. Hey. Cool. I've been, I've been, I've been bracing myself for this. <laughs> I haven't been in a hot seat for a while. Cool. All right, Mo. Wanna go, go first, Peter? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'll go first, uh, Mo. Peter, you came right out the blocks with this, you know. I feel like you've been pondering. All right, cool. What are you saying? Uh, not even, not even. It's it's a pretty simple question actually, but it is. Where is God in these corona times? Everywhere. Mm. It's not doesn't feel like it sometimes. <laughs> He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. Um I feel like I think I mentioned this last week. Um sometimes when we're going through things, we can be swamped with the presence of what we're going through Mm. um, that we even as Christians become less sensitive to what to God's presence because we're more aware of our physical conditions Mm -hmm. Um, and what what the thing that reminds me a lot about this is there are consistent passages where especially in the Old Testament where people are like God was here and I never knew it Okay. So it's not that God isn't present, but it's just we're not as aware of his presence. Um, so, yeah, I think, and I say that also to say, um, I have no idea if this is a case of, like, some people say that God's, um, this is God's punishment or whatever. Like, mm. every time a natural disaster happens, mm. some people try to tie it into some sort of, like, judgment or blah, 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 this and that. Um I'm not necessarily saying that that is the case. And biblically, I don't see that being the case mm. simply because that, tend to ha- that tended to happen in the Old Testament. And with the New Testament narrative, we almost see judgment being reserved for the second coming of Christ. 
And so, yes, like natural disasters and stuff, that it's almost like the world is, is broken, it's fallen. And so certain things will happen that shouldn't necessarily happen, so like hurricanes and floods and stuff like that. I don't necessarily see that as a pouring out of God's judgment because mm. it's Christ has almost absorbed that with the fullness of this judgment then being like poured out at judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not living in the Old Testament time. So I don't necessarily see that playing out like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see God's presence in that he's comforting families. He's enabling Christians and non-Christians to actually like um, dig into their pockets and to provide and to be a lot more communal in terms of knocking on the elderly door, like doors of the elderly to see if they're all right, like blah, blah, blah. So I think there is still a sense of good and morality that I feel God is working through, um, working, working, like turning people's hearts towards that and working through that. So um, I'll attribute that to God. And I, but I also say, yeah, I don't see this as God's punishment. Um, not necessarily God is love, blah, blah, but it's like, I don't see this as God's punishment. I see this okay. as a natural consequence of the fall. And mm. God is still working through it. God is still on the throne. God is still here with us, even if we're not like tangibly aware or like acutely aware of His presence. I was still what, seeing God what, as what well. What do you say to the person, just a follow-up to that, what do you say to the person who's been praying that this ends because his business is, you know, wildly being affected? You know, he might he might go under or to the person whose mum or dad or grandfather has been diagnosed and is dying or has died um, and they're, you know, praying against them. Mm. What do you say to that person? I think um, what I would say is, f- firstly, are they Christian or not? Or just, in, just are they Christian or not? Yeah, they're, they're Christian. Like they're, they're praying. They're, they're praying, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah, they're praying. Yeah, they'll be Christian. Well, hopefully. Um, what I would say in essence is just that like God's goodness isn't necessarily so your physical condition is not a reflection of God's goodness in your life if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so even if you're in abject poverty it doesn't mean God is not being good or God isn't blessing you um, so I wouldn't necessarily um, try to gloss it over and just say like everything's going to be fine, like things are going, like your job is going to be fine because probably it might not be. There's there's a there's a chance that it might not be. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's difficult not to throw Christian rhetoric and just be like all things work for the greater good of those who love God according according to His purposes. Ha 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 ha. Like it's because this is a person's livelihood. This this is like your mum's or your dad or your grandma or your whatever has been diagnosed and you can see them. Well, virtually you can see them kind of going under. Um, I think I was just to reassure them that... And yet, no, it's it's difficult because I know that I'm in a place where I have learned to, or I am learning to still be like, like... God gives and God takes, but blessed be his name. Mm. Um, and be quite content in that. Um, but that's for me personally. And I don't know how to communicate that to somebody else. 
without sounding cold and just being like, God's going to... The only thing that I can say is like, in God's hands, this is not going to be for nothing. Mm. Like, in God's hands, this, this won't be for nothing. Now, I know that in terms of there will be some people who are a lot more pastoral who will be able to kind of sit. I think my thing literally will just be to sit with you through it. Mm. sit mm. with you like I can't there's we're all feeling the pinch and we all know someone who has been affected by this I think everyone mm. listening to this will know or have heard or like have some connection to someone who's who is um who's been affected by this mm. um and we're all going through it there is no like we can't see the end right now mm. and I think the only thing that I can do is literally sit with you through it and be like yo like we're in this together like we're in this together i don't know it don't make sense but but we're in this together and i know that in god's hands like come what may i know that in god's hands like he's got us hopefully if if your parent is diagnosed or anything like that i'll be like yo like worst case scenario he's going to god or she's going to god um if not if they if they're not a believer that statement will be a bit peak because worst case scenario they're sizzling mud but it's just a case of like it's just like yeah um i Mm. don't know it doesn't make sense but god doesn't need to make sense Mm. it's faith it's like Mm. it's beyond our human comprehension if we can figure out god then he ceases to be god Mm. in all some places so yeah literally all i can do right now is just sit with you and just be like it's pete yeah but we're in this together and mm-hmm. I know that in God's hands, like, things will turn out for yeah. his, like, turn out for his glory. I, I, I would have to go back to SDG, sorry, Bill, I don't yeah. know, but it's yeah. just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear that, yeah. And I think I, I appreciate the honesty of that because it's easy to, like you said, to drop, to drop the sentiments, to drop the jargon, the pre-rehearsed, you know. Yeah, all things work together for good. When it doesn't feel like it, it's it's different, and I think it's it's coming to that realization that sometimes it isn't even the it's not even getting you from where you are to where you need to be. It's just walking with you through that process. Yeah. So yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's that's good. Bobby Akio, what is Akio? That's a story for another day. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> All right, Moses. My question for you to my for you is to do with heaven. So, um, so uh, throughout scripture, um, it talks about people getting different rewards based on like how they've lived their lives, getting the different crowns. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So my question is, do you think that in heaven, people there'll be levels to the enjoyment or or how people are experiencing heaven once once everyone's there? Um. Firstly, I I have to say to this that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> secondly, what I'll say is, um, so the way that I perceive it, the way that I perceive it is almost it's along the lines of, in terms of your reward, it's very much in relation to the work that you have done. So. Paul mentions that all the work, uh, all the work that we've done, will be trialed. Um, so it's like 
whether it's gold, it's going to be trialed, whether it's silver, it's going to be trialed, whether it's straw, stubble, whatever, it's going to be trialed. Um, and if it stands the test, you get the reward. But your salvation, like the fundamental salvation itself, is is everyone who's found in Christ has has that. Um, so I think it's more so a reflection of your stewardship over what God has given you, mm-hmm. rather than um, a reflection of God's love for you or whatever. Um, and so it's almost like the um, the stewards who are given the one talent, five talent, ten talents, or one, two, five. And like one was called to rule over ten cities, but it was a re- it was a reflection of what they had done. But I didn't reflect particularly how the master loved them. And um, so I feel like the rewards be a reflection of what we our stewardship over what God has given us. But in terms of um, in terms of our enjoyment of God, I don't think that we will enjoy God more or less based on the amount of work that we have done. So even, and this this one thing as well really perplexes me um, when Paul speaks about the third heaven. Because I'm like, scripturally, apart from that one reference, I don't see any other references of like levels in heaven. I might, I might have missed it. Someone might know it that I'd like. And if you do know it, like, just throw it out there. But in terms of, like, first heaven, second heaven, third heaven, like, I don't see any descriptions of that in the Old Testament. So does that mean that it's okay to kind of, like, dismiss that? So that's why I'm like, it confuses me because I'm like, it's in the Bible, so I can't dismiss it. But at the same time, I don't see um, a description of that within the wider Bible. So it's, it's it's just one of those ones. I'm just like, how do I engage with this? Now, it could be a case in which the different levels of heaven may be different engagements. We're almost like soul society, where there's like the noble section, there's different sections within heaven. Because even Jesus was like, there's different rooms in my father's house. So it's like one room close to the master bedroom. I don't know. Like, I don't know how it works. Um, and I know that one person has said there's like, seven levels to heaven so there's like the seventh heaven and i've read another book that was talking about the three heavens the first one is is like just is the sky the second one is being aware of the heavenly uh like spiritual things and the third one is actually engaging with it and i'm just like bro your ter- your theology is just left right now mm-hmm. but um and this, this is why i'm like it really confuses me because people are starting to extrapolate stuff that isn't necessarily in the Bible. Um, so yes, I say all of that to say, based on that one verse, I don't know if there's different levels of proximity or enjoyment of God, but from the but from the wider narrative, I see it as you can almost see it as like the holies of holies and the outer court sort of sort of thing um but i just see it as in christ in heaven everyone will enjoy god to the fullest of our capacity not necessarily of god's capacity and the crowns and stuff that we would have and the rewards that we would have will be a reflection of our stewardship um whilst on earth cool 
I don't uh, know if that. Can, can I just throw like just a, a little bit more to that because um, I think uh, so. I think sometimes the way we deal with some of these questions gives insight into our wider theology in general because Ooh. like Mo, you're you're addressing certain things that I think go to show that. Like you've been diligent in your study because yeah, you say you don't know, but it's almost as if you don't know just because maybe you haven't gone into that. But then when you're looking at when you've when you're when your wider theology has been refined, mm. then even what you don't know, you kind of do know, and it just takes the words to come. Because I was reading, um, I was, I've been reading a book about. Um, I don't know if that was a compliment or not. It is a compliment. It is a compliment. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm saying see, that. I'm saying see, Peter's not good at, at like, giving compliments. That's why. <laughs> no, oh, it's a compliment. No, I'm saying that your, your, your base, your foundation, your wider mm. theology has been so refined that it addresses those things that maybe you haven't got language mm. because you haven't addressed them directly. So it is a compliment that you, you've got good theology. You've been diligent in your studies. Thank you. Um, and I say that because I was reading a book about about this by someone who I, you know, I've been, I've been proofreading her book for her. And I do believe she's got a very good revelation of this sort of thing. Um, and, and she's written about it very well. But she made the argument, and I think, um, what you were saying about stewardship of what God has given you and enjoying God to the extent of your capacity, which we see, like when um, Elijah called for the family to bring pots, and mm. he was filling those pots, and it was yeah. the capacity that they could yeah. handle. It wasn't so much, okay, I'm giving you ten pots. It was how many pots can you bring? We see it with Christ as well. When he fed the 5,000, it was everyone ate as much as they could have. Mm. All of those things are um, types of, and actually that's not even a book, that's just coming to me now, but all of those are types of, I think, how God wants to interact with us and it becomes a part, it becomes a measure of our capacity as opposed to God's. And she made the point that when, when we are saved, everyone's at point of saving um, and not to make a Calvinist, uh, not to make a Calvinist declaration here, but everyone at point of saving has got entry into heaven. Like you know, you, you've been saved. You're going to, mm. you're, 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 you're going, you've been reconciled unto God. You enter into the kingdom. However, um, from that point to our um, to our final reunion, we are being transformed into the image of Christ, and that transformation, the extent to which that happens, determines how much capacity we have to experience God and how much capacity we have to um, to enjoy him so that when we get there that sort of salvation journey and that and again it's not even a function of time it's more a function of availability and how much you have uh, pressed into God's presence in your life that transformation then becomes like a yardstick for how much you are able to enjoy him when you're finally with him um, because you've been transformed and that that process of refinement obviously comes with the works and comes with all of those things and you get all of the crowns and whatever but it's that process of refinement that process of um sanctification that becomes the the marker when we get there by virtue of how we stewarded what he's done what he's called mm. us 
and our walk that becomes the yardstick for or the extent to which we are able to receive and enjoy um, his presence when we do get to heaven. And so I just thought I just thought that was interesting because you mentioned that you didn't know, but then by virtue of what you do know, it's like mm. you do know it because it's one God and you know you're, you're so close. Yeah, so I think I think that's dope. That's, yeah. Well done, Moses. Thank you. Are you happy with the answer? Yeah, wisdom comes of age. You know, you were <laughs> you were you were not you were another year this year. You turned another year two days ago. So is it two days ago? Yesterday. Yesterday, yo. I did not see the AK that he was hiding behind. Bro, you know like that. But the thing is, but the thing is, the flaw in that trailer thought is not necessarily wisdom comes with age, but God says he'll give his people wisdom beyond their age. Hey. Now you're not there yet, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, happy belated, happy belated. How how old are you now? 31. Yo, that's such a free one. mad, you know, it's mad, you know. It's mad, but so <laughs> what's the hairline saying, bro? The hairline is saying my age, like it's actually etched into my hairline right now. It's just giving way. It's mad, but you know what? It's like, yeah, it's it's mad, it's mad. But I'm grateful. I'm grateful, even within the quarantine and stuff. I'm grateful that I was able to celebrate my birthday just surrounded with family, yeah. um, surrounded with like the next generation of my wife. And it was just like a real reflection on um, how much it's like I've had the opportunity to invest in my life. And now it's very much about investing into the next generation. Mm. It's like, what, what am I leaving behind sort of thing? So, yeah, that's, it was really humbling to, to just enjoy that with family. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Did yeah. you get any any surprise gifts? <laughs> um, I got a drawing board. Okay, yeah, because you've been you've been uh you've been working yeah, at the drawing. Trying to put in work, yeah, trying to put in work. So I um I gave my family like a list of things that I would like, and they bought me a drawing board. But um I had put in like other things I wanted as well, and apparently my daughter was like, nope, we're not getting daddy any of these things. So they bought me um. This was a surprise, actually. They bought me the Switch Olympics 2020. Oh, the Mario Sonic thing? Yeah. How's that? It's dope. It's dope. So we've been playing that since yesterday. And it's, it's really good. It's really good. It's really nice. good. All right. Yeah, that's good. All right, yeah. let's get into the topic for today. Kind of, kind of a bit left field. Oh, hey, oh, random, oh, random note, random, random note. Okay. So I heard, I heard her singing. Her. Okay, I know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just thought, I, I just thought Robert would appreciate that. She's a vibe. She, she's, she's actually nice, good. She she's really good. She's really good. Yeah, hey, Peter, come down. <laughs> <laughs> the bass in his voice. Yeah, he's really good. Really good. man. Okay. <laughs> Stress. So, who remembers? Oh, yeah, no, she's dope. Um, she was the one that sang on Stormzy's One Second, right? I, I have know. no idea. I heard her sing with Tori Kelly. Because <laughs> there's a, I'll just tap in H-E-R. And, okay, let me do Tori Kelly. Let's see. Yeah, they did like an Instagram live thing. Oh. 
Yeah. All right, guys. We're, we're getting we're getting we're getting sidetracked. <laughs> Just focus. Professional All right. things out here. All right, so today I'm going to talk about, well, I don't really talk about it, but this is like the segue into what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> Fam, this is how my age is showing me. It's like, I want to talk about, and a song came into mind, yeah, that, mad. <laughs> I think Peter's cut. I have no idea what you guys are thinking. I'll for you after. Okay, anyway, anyway, so... Who remembers Elisa Milano? Um, Charmed. Charmed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the premonition one. Uh, she got premonitions of the future. I get. I, I think so. I can't remember. Yeah, Prue got. Prue was uh, telekinetic, and uh, Paige could uh, stop time, but she was. Um, she had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she had premonition powers. So what did Piper and, and Piper had the Piper? I'm oh, sorry, that's Piper. Piper was the one that could uh, stop time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, would you been... let your child watch Harry Potter? These times you've been banging Charmed. Yeah, but I watch Charmed in Ghana. <laughs> what that is, hey, well, so is, is, is that? Is that is that is that an excuse? The, the furthest thing I think Zara's watch is Power Rangers. That's all I've let her watch, and then it's all Bible stories and ABCs. I've been watching um, Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, Robert, continue. You guys are just so distracted today. <laughs> Apologies, man. <laughs> so, Elisa Milano's been in the in the news this week. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I saw a headline. Yeah. Mm. So, basically, she's been endorsing Joe Biden for, for his presidential campaign. Mm. And then one lady came out of the woodworks to say that Joe Biden sexually assaulted her, what? like forty years ago. Wait, Biden. Biden is he was a former VP for or, Barack Obama. Wasn't. Yeah, a few people have come out against him though. A few people have. Oh, okay, yeah. Of sexual yeah. Har- harassment, yeah. Yeah, and so and like when when like the Me Too movement first started, Lisa Milano was she was on this thing, bro. She was saying you gotta believe all women no matter what. Um, she was saying no, all men. If you've been accused, you need to you need to go to jail, forget mm. due process, you need to just go. Believe all women. And then these allegations came out against Joe Biden. She didn't say nothing. <laughs> Not a word. And then and then obviously people know her for the Me Too stuff. And mm. so they eventually someone someone asked her about it. And then she was like, Well, you know what? Um, yes, I have in, endorsed Joe Biden. And I just feel like we have to give guys their due pro um um that you process, you know, we have to, we, we can't just be, be believing all women. We need to be saying, we have to give men the right to like their time um, on trial and da 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 da. So, like, it's like a complete 180 now that it's affecting someone that she's for. Which I thought was funny and interesting, but not surprising. Yeah. Because that's kind of not fair though. Okay, yeah, let's go. Let's hear it. It's kind of not fair because her complete 180 is actually what I would think is a correct stance to take is give people due process. Where before she wasn't saying, she was saying, nah, go straight to hell. And now she's done 180. 
as you're saying, give people due process. That's the right thing. But I think sometimes the internet, we like, we did the same thing with Kevin Hart. It was like, nah, you said that, we're, we're judging you by that. There's no room for growth or evolution or for, you know, for, for you to learn something new. It's just whatever you said back in, back in the day, we're holding you, we're holding you to that standard. And there's no, there's no room for nuance or growth or anything. Well, the the thing is, like the way she was tweeting about this, it's not it's not so much a growth thing. It's 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 a, it's more of a political preference thing. The way she was tweeting about what the Joe Biden thing, or yes, the... yes. So like, so like, yes. Yeah, so so that's so like her response to the Joe Biden thing. Mm. If it was someone who was is a a Republican, mm. I don't think she'll be on the same wave. Okay, that's just based on, and like even the other charm girl, um, Paige. Has come out and said, "Fam, you're a pagan, bro." Oh, to her. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, They're political. They're the old one, the, the oldest child. Hey, no, no, no loyalty the amongst one. witches, you know. Well, no, because I know the oldest uh, child girl. They had beef back in the day. Yeah, Someone didn't do this jump on that again. <laughs> but yeah, so I just want us to talk today about like being hypocrites, and obviously everyone's a hypocrite every now and again. Mm. Speak for yourself, fam. Nah, everyone's a hypocrite. Everyone. Yeah, you're, you're, you're talking, holding what? Some pink unicorn? What was going on over there? Pig fam. Oh. Hey, come on, you fam, you got kids where you don't know about Peppa Pig. Pig nah, yeah. we, we, we're we're actively trying to uh, prevent her from seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> I know what a birthday present is going to be. <laughs> I know what I'm burning. <laughs> yeah, you've got a good track record of presents, man. Don't ruin it with Peppa Pig. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, but... Let's talk about hypocrites. Hip, hip, I think Being a hypocrite. Tra- tracking back to this as well, I think um so I, I side with um with Peter in that one th- one thing that I know is that the image of people that we have is of our large last engagement with them. Mm. And so if the last time that she was in the, like, in the headlines and before us, she was very much vocal and active this way, and we don't know what sort of journey she's had intellectually, personally, emotionally, we don't know what's been happening behind the scenes. So this could have actually been a genuine stance where she has now come across men that she knows, who she thinks is innocent, being accused in the Me Too movement, and is now having to reevaluate that stance. And now being faced with hard questions, and now that it hits this guy, she's like, actually, like, I've been because it is very much in line of like, um, yeah. So the last time that we have engaged with her, she had this very adamant stance, but we don't know what's happened behind the scenes, and we don't, we're not going to know what's happened behind the scenes with everyone. But our next engagement with them will reflect somewhat of their growth. Um, and I think as humans, we need to allow space and room for that, even whilst trying to assess whether it's, as you were saying, for political gain or if it's genuine. I, I would always, even. Always... Yeah. 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 So finish. Now, we won't always know the difference. We might not always know the difference, but no. I'll say we need to give some sort of leeway for that. Yeah. No, I was I was even going to further say it might not even be our last interaction with them. It might be the interaction we prefer to hold on to. Mm. Um, 
because like we see with Kevin Hart, like again, I'll go back to Kevin Hart thing um, because with his whole uh, debacle with the Oscars, before that, we had seen him change. We had seen his jokes change. We had seen um, him make an apology for some of the past jokes that he made to the LGBTQ plus LMNOP um, community. Like we'd seen, we'd seen those. We seen. Pia, those... just know that this 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 comment might be held against you. <laughs> I stand when you're trying by. To hold a I stand by, yo. Because there's so many people. Like I'm just I'm just being you know I'm being open minded. Um, but we'd seen him make those changes. And yet, when it came to Oscars, you know, we went back to, well, you made a joke about this. We want another apology, you know. We, like, for, for him to even go on Ellen, like, he was friends He was friends with Ellen to the extent that Ellen was advocating for him to be thingy. And Ellen is like, you know, she she's like the mascot for the, mascot for the gay community, um, at least in that realm, you know. But... You know, the internet wanted because it just seems that from like the easy, way she's that, talking, that's not even the easier, that's the more attractive growth um, stance to take. Is the one now, so where we're against you and we're yeah. holding uh, so, so my thing with Alyssa Milano, I think we're better like, than I don't, I don't know her person, so I haven't even said it's whatever, but like I haven't followed her to be fair, but to go back to in general, internet culture is as we've described it in that it's like. There is, I mean, it's it's like there's the in thing now to be against something or, or to, you know, be outraged, outraged culture, all of that. Like, that's the reality, I think, in today's internet culture is everyone's angry at something or wants to, wanting to take a stand against something. Trying to cancel something. Trying to cancel something. So I think that that transcends her little situation. Um and I think that's. But just she was part of that council culture. She, she, she was. She part was of that actually, culture. she was actually. That's, and, that's a. And now the energy has switched point. just because, yeah. just because, it's not in her favor, or yeah. it's not it's, it's not against someone that she deems worthy of the of the hellfire. Mm. So am I? She's a hypocrite. Fair enough. And what do you? Well, given being hypocritical is something as well by your own admission. Uh, we're all we're all guilty of. What's your response to that then? Um, <laughs> for me personally, <laughs> I think it just owned it. Be like, yeah, I am a hypocrite. And what? <laughs> but I isn't that was... problematic? No, because they don't hold it against you. Because like, it, it's one thing to like be and um, um, be a hypocrite and then and then pretend not to be a hypocrite. Mm. So you're hypocritical about being hypocritical. Yeah, it's like. Someone, yeah. So like, it's it's like, if someone says, "Oh, you're a bad bad, bad person," you say, "Yeah, you're right." Then <laughs> we could go, we, we we could go about our day, or we can try and and have a similar conversation about how I can be a better person. Mm. Mm. But then, well, I guess would that just be to end the conversation or would that be because you genuinely believe you're a hypocrite? And it if depends you genuinely... what I'm talking to. Mm. But if you genuinely believe you're a hypocrite, then are you a hypocrite? Or are you just a charlatan? No, I think you're a hypocrite. Kind of like, so like, let's say um, you were always telling people off for um, having sex before marriage and they, but then you're having sex before marriage as well. That makes you a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> You know, fair point. It, fair it makes point. you a pagan too, but it makes you a hypocrite. Mm. And so, 
And so someone will come to me and say, oh, Robert, you were just telling so-and-so not to have for marriage, but you are. Um, mm. And then they'll just be like, yeah, I am. Edward. <laughs> <laughs> no, I but... find that even more problematic, though. <laughs> Man's so... like wrong, wrong and strong. Wrong and strong. No, I'll, wrong, I'll... wrong and truthful. Well, I was going to say, Robert, with with respect to that, how do you, what what's what's the right address then? Like, if someone's being a hypocrite, is it worth calling them out, especially in like the internet culture? Because there's two scenarios: either they don't respond, they don't care, or they make you know the half-baked apology, just copy and paste sort of thing. I need to grow. I need help. All of that. I think there's a way to. I think it's more about the way you address it. Mm. I, I I think it's very rarely that calling someone a hypocrite will ever end in anything positive. True, true. Um, yeah, I, and in in like my Bible studies and stuff, I've just been looking a lot. Um, I think I'm in Luke now, and just talking and just looking at the different ways Jesus talked to different peoples. Mm. Um, so like the way he talked to the Pharisees was yeah. different to the way he talked to like the woman at the well. Mm. Even though, even though they were both sinners, yeah. um, based on their understanding and like who who he he knew them to be, the way he addressed them was different. Mm. And then right. we see, and then we see the grace in how he talked to the women in the well, and then she goes off and and like becomes the first um, evangelist in a sense. Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like Jesus was like calling her out mm. on her situation. But he did it in such a way that she was open to hearing what he was saying. Mm. And maybe he could have done the same for the Pharisees. But it was like, you know, you guys, you should know better. So well, they did. They did know better. <laughs> it just wasn't appealing. Yeah. Is there room for that on social media, though? With I think so there... many, so many voices coming at you. Um, and, you know, it's... It's almost algorithmic, and you know, it's maybe not even with the person directly going through the agent. Like, I don't know if there's room for that on social media, especially with celebrities. To be honest, social media probably isn't the best, the best place to do that. And when it comes to celebrities, I don't think you should even be saying anything. Um, I feel like there are there are certain people in life that we hold to a higher moral standard than we even expect of ourselves. Kanye West. Yeah, Kanye Ooh. West. Anyone? Donald Trump. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone's holding him to any moral standard. No, that, that, not... he's the president of the United States of America, one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful, country in the world. I think he should hit a certain standard. No, but like, but but, 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 but like most of the stuff that people call him out on isn't even to do with how he's running the country. It's to do yeah. about his like actions on Twitter. And like the jabs he takes at China and like whoever. No, I think when they call him out on putting kids in cages because of your wall or, um, yeah, even taking jabs at China or, you know, talking talking crazy to, uh, what's the King Jung, whatever, whichever one it is, you know, all of that. I think that those are, those are, those factor into. And also because apart from how you run the country, as that, that office is, it's also supposed to be like a inspirational office to whoever to the to, you know it's supposed to be you're the commander in chief people are supposed to be, able to be able to look at you and think i want to be like that guy okay. my question to you peter like how much do you know of 
Donald Trump's policies and like the things he's done during his presidency? Oh no, I mean because I I think I've said on the podcast before I intentionally follow both right and left wing things. One to mess up my algorithm so that I don't Facebook don't really know me, but then also because I want to know both sides, and so I actually do. Uh, he he has been running the country, his policies, and like um, the way he's run the country is actually pretty significantly good, even to the extent where you know not being a Republican, but a lot of his policies I think also favor the Christian side of America to to some extent. Um, but apart from that, the person and some of those policies as well a bit xenophobic a bit racist a bit um inconsiderate um so there's there's both sides to the coin definitely i just feel like even with donald trump he's held to so so like even um you see the whole thing about him calling um, corona the like chinese virus yeah these times um and someone like put like a clip together of like all the different media outlets calling it the Chinese virus too. Yeah, but a media outlet saying it is just them trying to get readers. The president of a country saying it could be, you know, be be the basis for war. Um, for real? Like, no, but uh, no, no, but no. I just feel like you can't call him out on on saying calling it the Chinese virus if you yourself b- before him have called it the Chinese virus. If that makes sense. So, like, why is it problematic not, when, when he's... I'm not it? the president. So? So, so no, so my reach matters. Like, I say Chinese virus, and I haven't said Chinese virus, because I don't think that's what it is, but I say Chinese virus, and who, who gets affected? You? Mo? Mo, Mo doesn't even, because he's playing a game. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Hey, don't don't try to draw not like that. Yeah, he's trying to hide it like turn the camera off. Try to draw not like that. Bro, bro, no. <laughs> For real, my reach my reach is nowhere near as significant as when the president of the United States says it. And you know, like how many Chinese like we've seen it. We've seen the effects of stuff like this in this country when um what's his name Boris Johnson came to power and he's called black people whatever and he's called. Um, Asians, whatever, and you see that legitimize groups of people with racist views. So, like that matters. It, no, it matters then, when he says, and I when I but say, then, but but those people had the racist views before he said what he said. They did, but then they were legit legitimized by his saying. That's the problem. Is as as a person of such power, of such influence, when you say something, it matters. Yes, they had those they, they had those views already. That's true, but. If your president then makes it sound like your views aren't that bad, that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. I was going to ask though. I was going to ask if you guys heard about Barack Obama following a porn, a porn star on Instagram. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Is that oh, problems? Problems? Oh no! Jumping back onto the thing, yeah. It's like I have to side with Peter. Because it's a case of which your your status reflects just how much of an impact your statements have. Because mm. it's it's one thing someone on road saying <clears throat> um, something against a specific race or um, nation, but when a president or someone in power says something against that nation, that that literally starts wars. So, like, Hitler's situation, like, Hitler's, um, like, disagreement or whatever, hatred towards the Jews, like, caused a genocide. Yeah, yeah. 
my so problem. Just, just, by, just by virtue of his position, he had the power to implement and to get things rolling that commoners don't. My problem would have the... said the crazy things before him, but he says it and it's significant. Fam. But my problem is that people hide behind that. And so they so like like they don't feel the need to change because they feel like their words don't, because they the words don't have that global effect, it makes what whatever, whatever they say okay. No, I mean, but that's that's a personal growth sort of argument and everyone needs to grow personally and and everyone needs to be held accountable. But that's within your circles. It's just when your circles are, you know, yourself and the five chavs living around you, I don't care. When your circles are the entire world, then it's a bit more dangerous, I just think. <laughs> when your circles the military. Exactly. Like like Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, but you know, I feel like sometimes Donald Trump he, he, he has to talk grease because because of the people he's playing this game with. If that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's. Some people I think sometimes it's... you have to like flex your muscles to show people like don't try a thing because. Oh, build fam- them first. Like, he's not got muscles. Well, he he got muscles too. Muscles don't care about your muscles. That he does. <laughs> Packing, yeah, <coughs> yeah. Well, the Bible does say that, um, um, pastors and leaders will be held to a teachers, yeah, yeah, a higher standard, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even in Romans, when Paul was like, um, teachers, like you Jews who tell people don't do this, don't like defraud the, the widows, and don't you do it yourself, yeah. bringing people under the, the understatement of like all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god so don't think yourself above people and and even if even if like you're um going back to your initial uh, initial example in terms of telling people don't have um premarital sex and like condemning them for it even if you're not having premarital sex, but you are actively indulging in porn, mm. just because your sin is not like correlate one for one doesn't mm. necessarily mean that you're not still struggling and you're not still engaging in something that's equally as wrong. And so even if like, um, and I think it's in um, James where it's like, if you've broken one of the commandments, you're guilty of them all. Because yeah, the, yeah. the person who gave the Ten Commandments, like the person who said "Don't steal," is the person who said "Don't kill." Mm. So even if like you're acquitted on all of them, but you just fall short on one, you're still guilty of the law. Mm. And so, th- the, from a Christian perspective, all have sinned and fallen short. So there's no one who isn't sinful, and there's no one who hasn't fallen short of the glory of God. And so mm. I think that's even the more reason to be graceful when we are trying to correct people in mm. that we are not perfect and even jesus mm-hmm. like removed removed the log from your own eye before you point out the speck in, in another's mm. as from a christian perspective anyways like i don't think anyone anyone anywhere who claims to be a christian has the moral high ground to condemn somebody else on their sin yeah or even no, talk down to them on their sin because mm. dude you you struggle somewhere as well and just yeah. because you haven't been found out mm. doesn't necessarily mean that you're fine. He without sin. And so I feel from a Christian perspective anyways, I feel like we should approach everyone from the position of 
we're all hypocrites. You're mm. a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite. Let's try address your hypocrisy with some grace. Mm. Yeah. Well, maybe we can we can address each other's hypocrisy together and and try and build each other up. But and this 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 is a thing as well where it's like, um, so I have I have an issue with that because some sometimes we do that under the guise of trying to help each other, but it's almost just spreading gossip or trying to highlight and pinpoint and demonize specific individuals. Um, this is more so one, one-to-one qualms, where the Bible is like, if you have a qualm with someone, deal with them directly. If they don't hear it, bring like uh, one or two more people so that in the voices of like two or three people, the matter can be established. If not, take it to the church. If not, kick them out. Like, let's church discipline. But um, sometimes it has to be addressed publicly to ensure that others don't fall into it. But... Even that, I would have to, I would have to say, it needs to be done truly from a position of, like. So, I'll use the example. The one place that I, it was done biblically was in Galatians two, where um, Paul publicly denounces what um, Peter was doing in terms mm. of being hypocrite and not eating with the Gentiles, yeah. even though he went to Cornelius's house and prayed and like baptized them and all of them things there and mm. that was very much undermining the gospel message mm. and so and even paul i think paul um admonishes either timothy or titus to publicly correct those who are going against the faith mm. doctrine wise and so i think that if there's something that has underpinning notions to the faith yeah. then it is worth doing that publicly yeah so it's worth like denouncing prosperity gospel publicly mm. because it under undermines the faith mm. but mm. in terms of one person's hypocrisy like oh you're um i don't know you're doing something i think we should address that person individually unless we see a wider implication that we're trying to address and if you are trying to address the wider implications of it then we need to do it in a spirit of wisdom in a way that actually admonishes the person we're trying to correct and not just tears them down for the sake of tearing them down yeah that makes sense mm. yeah and sometimes people people be using it as a defense mechanism so like when <laughs> so when so tries to call them out or something yeah but what about what you did <laughs> you know that like <laughs> I can't I can't let I do that with us <laughs> that's mad you know that is mad that's just out here out in people's sins just well, to cover your own it's funny and, and like you've seen what they've done and I think in you guys has like said okay let me let me talk to them about it <laughs> but when they come to you that's when alright I got the ammo now <laughs> Do you know what, yeah? I think it's mad. You see when Instagram used to show you the pictures that people you followed have liked? Yes. So, in school, when I was working in schools, we had this one guy that was like, he was sitting with his boys, and on his feed, he had like a bag of different girls dressed inappropriately on his feed. And one of his boys tried to call him out. And then he said, bro, I've seen the pictures that you've been liking. You can't talk to me. <laughs> it's just like mud. Hey, how are you, bro? <sighs> okay, so just quickly going back to taking the log out of your eye. Like, what is, so how do you know that the log is out of your eye before you can go and address someone else? 
What does that look like for you guys? I think in context, that was said to the sort of judgmental, I'm better than you, holier than thou sort of approach to it. Because I think if we're to take it literally, then it would mean I have to be perfect before I mm-hmm. have a platform to correct someone else, which we know is not right. And if we if we are to do that, then it would be correcting them out of pride. And it would mm-hmm. only be it would only be on flaws or on faults that you don't know about that I can make those sort of claims. But I think what it really is is that we should in love hold one another accountable. And I think, you know, and, and with wisdom and all of that, but it shouldn't be that um I'm I, I think what that what that parable really or what that um saying really was trying to convey was that we shouldn't be going at people as though we were perfect. But in love I think we are within you know, within within our rights to call each other out and, and um, you know, just hold each other account- accountable. And that's not out of me being better. That's out of us both or all of us wanting to be better. And yeah, so if there's something else. Yeah. Sorry? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Wholeheartedly yeah. agree. It's like, I don't see that as a reason to negate or if you see someone struggling with something to be like, well, I need to go fix up myself if I can talk to him. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's to recognize that even as you correct somebody else, you still have things to work on yourself. Yeah. And so that tapers the way that you address them or even approach the situation. Mm. It isn't from a position of holier than thou or I'm better than you, but yo, like, I am my brother's keeper. And so I'm kind of helping you even as I'm struggling, hoping that even as I'm struggling, someone will help me. Um, So yeah, there's that nature of just being like being accountable to each other um that's that's the way that i kind of see it playing out um yeah yeah the same yeah Yeah. all right i think that'll be a nice place to round off cool 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 i think we've had some nice conversations Mm -hmm. um if you haven't watched charms go and watch it that was a great series there's a new there's a reboot i don't know if i saw that forget that on that thing bro oh it's actually out (laughs) yeah yeah it's been out um, people need to allow the the, the reboots. Yeah, I mean most things are reboots. I'm, I'm finding out now that most of the things we watch for reboots. So, yeah, even Doctor yeah. Doolittle. I didn't know yeah, that was a reboot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the first one was, was, was um, I'm just gonna move to let my son have a nap. Cool. cool. Right. Um, can I go first? On hookups. Wow. Yeah, on hookups. You can, Peter. All right, so. My favorite show, uh, The Office, I think it's one of my favorite shows, honestly, the favorite. Um, the one of the main characters, John Krasinski, has started a YouTube channel uh, called Some Good News. And it really is just, um, what's it called? It really is just like good sort of happy, you know, happy feeling or um, feel good yeah feel good is the word I'm using feel good stories like sort of restoration of your hope uh, of, of humanity your hope in humanity sort of thing um, and I think he's just doing it because the news these days is just full of death tolls and you know everything's morbid so he's just got a channel where he's talking about you know internet viral videos whatever that have a feel good humanity is still there's still hope sort of feel to it so it's a, it's a fun one to check out. Uh, some good news on YouTube. And I also wanted to say, this is just a side note, because um, there's a lot of like push for 
extreme productivity or you know you're you're at home so take this course and do that course and like, do all of this and it's like um, go to bed. there's room to just like be still you know it's it's a crazy time you can't be expected to just go and be super uh, productive if you can cool but otherwise don't feel judged or don't feel um don't feel overwhelmed by it just there's room to be still there's room to uh, i think part of one of the blessings of coronavirus has been that people are stuck at home spend time with their family and if you haven't got family spend time in prayer like focus on those things as opposed to if you can do a course of course it's great but if you can't don't feel like you're you know a waste man you're not yeah people always complain about how they're just so tired all the time they never get time to, to rest all of that fam now is the time yeah you get time to rest and you're like okay i'm gonna take 10 courses <laughs> <laughs> it's a blessing in disguise fam you should yeah. use use it as, as, as like a time to recharge yeah think about life not, yeah bro it's not every day that the whole world shuts down yeah 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 um so mine is the song um by isabel davis called why does the sky um along the same lines as peter's one last week god is good um and literally the chorus in this song is just it's amazing it's just like let all the other names fit. Nope, my voice no, for that. that. <laughs> the chorus is just like, let all the other, other names fade away. Um, Till there's only you. And yeah, like, it's song dope. Um, so that's, that's going to be mine. And I just echo Peter's sentiment where it's just like, in this time, don't let social media make you think that you need to come out of this with like two PhDs <laughs> and them things there. Just, just bro, like, first and foremost ask like what would god have you do is there a case and just spend more time with him like yeah just let your productivity be one that is god-led yeah. rather than social media led so, yeah. yeah cool my hookup is a movie flight starring denzel washington um in this film denzel washington is a pilot who has who, drinking problems drinking problems like Legit, he he will go and drink and then do coke before he goes to fly the plane. And then, um, and it's a then, good it's a good movie to watch now that no one can fly. <laughs> yeah, and like there's a plane crash and like he does some next thing to save most of the people. Six people die, but but because six people die, he's been um, investigated for negligence and stuff. Yeah, and like obviously. He knows he was drunk and high whilst he was flying the plane, but he saved all the people. So it's just a crazy movie about addiction and all of that stuff. Great film. Denzel Washington is actually a sick actor. I don't think I don't he gets think, his props. Well, this is the thing, because me and John and Sarah were talking about this a while back. I don't think we've seen a bad Denzel movie. No. It didn't come out. It didn't come out. <laughs> Stop that thing, yeah. Like he, he's a dope actor. He's so good. Yeah. He's so, him, Leonardo. Oh, DiCaprio. Um, yeah. Titanic was whack, man. Nah. You have no emotions, bro. You have absolutely no emotions. Titanic was whack. We wow. all knew what was going to happen. No, we then didn't. Then it turns out it, it was like a dream. It wasn't a dream. <laughs> <laughs> but 
No, I feel like he's he is an, another person who's who's like such a versatile he's, he's actor. Not, he's not. He's not on Denzel's level. Sorry. I think he is. Uh, he's not. He's not. Who are your top five actors then? Denzel. Hey, you know this is meant to be hookups, isn't it? This is hookups. Sorry. Yeah. Fam, hooking up actors. I, I can't even think of like top five. Denzel's there. Okay, top three. Top three. Denzel. Um, who who vanishes into his roles? Uh. Oh, Hopkins, Hopkins is good. Uh, he's not top three. Nah, Hopkins is not top three. Oh, this is hard. This is hard. I'll try and think about it, but nah. DiCaprio's not there. That's all that I can tell you that DiCaprio much. Is there, bro. He's not there. For me, I'd say Denzel DiCaprio. Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch actually is super good. Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Sherlock, Doctor Doctor Strange. I think he's. I think he's very very good. Viola Davis. Is Viola Davis that did? Um, is it Van Davis that did Fences with Denzel? Yes. Yeah, her. Uh, yeah. I feel like um Daniel Kaluuya will be top three one day. He's not there yet, but he's actually, actually he's he's actually really good as well. I don't know why I'm both laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, Moses? I'm fine. I'm fine. I just showed off. I just showed off, but yeah, I'm fine. Okay, no, let's round up. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. Thank you for listening, guys. Shout out to Root for the intro, outro music. Ooh, 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 sorry, sorry, one more, one more, because this one. Um, so uh, why, why did Peter pick up a pen? <laughs> I'm making notes, isn't it? Nah. So my church, my church, Ade, um, Ade is releasing a book. He asks for us to like write prayers on overcoming things in in the heart in these hard times so um like prayers regarding fear regarding healing all of that and he's going to put the book he's going to put a free link for the book out but he's just going to put the book on amazon and all the proceeds will go towards um relief for corona in africa so if you guys i'll, I'll get once i get the link i'll put it in the description and if you guys go and then you can get it for free but if you go and buy it all the money goes towards africa as well so yeah. did you say ade from your church yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk after this. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Can I do my, my end stuff now? Yeah, 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 go for it. Go for it. You sure? Have your shine. Yeah. Mom, I stay shining. Supernova <laughs> out here in team. All day, every day. Yeah, it's too dark. I can't see. I'm here to stay in my shadow. That's why. Anyway. Shout out to Roots for the intro outro music. Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. You can find us at Twitter at UK. You can email us at tbsfurnace.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash tbsfurnace, no apostrophe, on all good podcast websites and apps, including iTunes, Spotify, and them things there. Blacks Furnace with the apostrophe. And we're done. So I guess this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blah. Blah. <laughs>